Hello, everyone. Welcome back, uh, or welcome in if this is your first episode. This is uh, Road Trip EP, um, track number six. This is Caleb and Leisha. And uh, actually, today we thought we would do something new to start off the episodes, which we would like to keep going, just something fun. Um, mm-hmm. What we're going to do is we're going to play a clip. We'll of play a game. A little game. Yeah, you guys <laughs> want to play a game? We're going to we play. We like games. We like games. We do like games. Um, we're going to play basically. Can you guess the song? And what we'll do is we'll play like a like a really small clip. I'm talking like one like or two, two seconds. seconds. Yeah, maybe yeah, two, seconds two seconds of a clip of a song. And um, we're not really going to tell you anything more than that i guess maybe you know we we'll might keep with trend keep with and trend, keep yeah. it like it'll be a 90s or 2000s, or 2000s songs yes. um so maybe we'll just say maybe what era we that it comes from yeah. that week so today just, just what we're since was what we're talking about today i think today we will do a song from the 2000s mm-hmm. um we will try to keep it between you know your 2000 and 2010 um, yeah so that it narrows it down a little bit for you um, but yeah, we will play that clip now. And um, if you guys just want to give us your guesses on comments on the Instagram or Facebook or wherever, um, and here it is. Okay, so hopefully that was enough for you guys to make some cool guesses. I'm interested to see what you guys think. Yeah, um, you can comment on the Instagram page. It's at road trip EP underscore. I think is after the EP. Yeah. Um, and also Facebook or even on this page, um, the Spotify page, if you're listening on Spotify. So definitely comment your guesses and yeah. we will announce the answer yeah. in the coming podcast. Sure. Um, and so uh, today we're going to go back to the format that kind of started it all for us, um, where we're just going to be sitting here talking about five of our kind of favorite songs from an era. Today mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about 2000s um so yeah you want to yeah if you um want to go back to our other one we did 90s or some of our favorite songs from the 90s last time if you haven't listened in with us this isn't like a top five of all time this is just some of our favorite songs from this decade no actually this is the top five best songs that you've ever (laughs) because we have different lists and the other fun thing about it is i don't know what's on his list and he doesn't know what is on my list so it's kind of um a surprise it's fun. fun for us too yeah fun for everyone um, so yeah, so this is going to be our, some of our five favorite songs of the 2000s. So I will start with my first one. Um, my first one comes out of 2007. Mm. Um, and yeah, we'll play it here. We like to watch you So if you're not familiar with that song, that is MGMT. That's a song called Kids. And that came from their second album called Oracular Spectacular. I always say that wrong. Um, And that is definitely one of my favorite songs of the decade. Um, Very much so in that time and still quite a bit today, actually. 
Um, I first heard the song from a friend who made a mix for me. And immediately upon hearing that song, I was like, this is so cool, like so different. And just um, this was really kind of, I feel like, some of my first steps into really appreciating like the indie scene of music and kind of diving a little bit into more um, just the it's a lot of the indie sounds, kind of alternative sounds, like some of those like almost underground at the time. Mm-hmm. They weren't super popular. Yeah. Um, however, this particular song actually did gain a lot of popularity in the yeah. coming like I was, those... saying, I was gonna say probably like years after you listened to it though like, no honestly yeah. no um because it came out in 2007 and even by like just within the first couple years like I think they even performed this song on like a talk show like mm. it actually got quite a bit it wasn't like a, a loud in your face recognition it was yeah. still a little bit underground but there was actually quite a bit of popularity in the song like right off the bat yeah uh... Oddly enough, I was going to say, like, the first time I heard the song, it wasn't even an MGMT because the first time I heard, I guess, uh, a track of the song was uh, there was a rapper that did, like, a cover or mm. something. Not really a cover, but they used a sample of the song. And, like, I just, it was like on an MTV2 video or something. And I was like, oh, that's a kind of a cool beat. And I never realized. That's the first time you heard That's the first time I heard it. No, and I was it like, not. I never realized that that was another song until I heard Kids from MGMT because the other song I heard, I believe, was. I, I just looked it up. It was Chitty Bang. That was the name of this dude. And that was called Opposite of Adults was the name of the song, which ah, kids, I get it. But like, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the first time I remember hearing that song, actually. And maybe that's really? not true. I don't know. I feel Maybe like I did hear kids before, but that's been... kind of the memory I have. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoy the song. It's obviously very fun. It's got a little bit of that folky kind of like electronic, like such a good mixture of all kinds of genres into it. And it like the song kind of like died down for a while and then got kind of like another resurgence. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe in the late 2000 teens and like you started seeing it in like commercials and different yeah. things like that yeah yeah so it's definitely made resurgences here and there which i mean kind of speaks to longevity of this song and just the different i think audiences that it attracts to because it is just a very fun song um this gives me just definitely a lot of good memories of my teenage years because this was definitely my very first car was the 93 Honda Civic, and mm. I had a pretty sweet music setup in there. Oh, I, yeah? I bought this car for like $600 on Craigslist. It literally only lasted like <laughs> six months. Was this cheaper? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay, this was no. before that. Okay. Um, I don't even know if I had a name for this car. But anyways, <laughs> but it had a sunroof, and I had a sweet music setup that's in it. That's all you need is a So literally as a 16-year-old, you're buying – that's the first car I bought. Like it was like the perfect setup, and I lo- used to listen to the song – all the time all the time repeat um my best friend and i would listen to it a lot it was definitely a definitely a big song for me and um still to this day but very much so it has a special place in my heart for just from my teenage years too so definitely one of my favorites so the song that i'm gonna show first is going to be also kind of at the height of my teenage years or Mm. maybe the beginning of my teenage years um and it is Ohio's for Lovers by Hawthorne Heights.
<laughs> okay, so um, probably kind of cheesy by today's standards. Um, <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, but man, when the song came out, though, like I th- the reason I picked it is because um, I just listened to it so freaking much, and like you know, maybe it's cheesy by today's standards, but I just have that special place for it in my part because like you know i listened to it so much as a kid and i just couldn't get enough of listening to it i remember the first time i heard it um i remember i'm pretty sure it was like a saturday night and i was like sitting in my room playing video games and dad was watching um i think it was called like headbangers ball or something mm. um it was like a show that just showed usually rock videos and stuff and he like came got me he's like hey you gotta check this song out check this out and like so i'd go out there and and that was the song and i was like yes like i love this song like i don't know like we got the cd actually i think i can't remember dad bought it or my brother bought it at the time whoever bought it didn't get to hear it because i stole it and Mm. listened to it like nonstop. so yeah (laughs) yeah do you have anything to say about hawthorne heights (laughs) 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 okay i guess let me speak in um (laughs) no um yeah, no, this was definitely, this was a big song, especially because it was, like, local to us. Yeah, like, so, yeah, we're from Ohio. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so that was kind of a, you know, a big deal. Um, and it was, it was a really catchy song. It was, like, right at the perfect moment that it came out. I mean, and I mean, it is still very catchy. Like, yeah. it's definitely one, like, you, if you were, you know, a teenager around in that time, like, with alternative style music like you probably still know the words and don't even know that you know the words yeah. like it's just one of those songs like it's definitely um very catchy i i don't listen to the song a lot today but i nah. don't um i don't know i mean i still like appreciate this song and definitely yeah. um it does kind of bring me back a little bit into my teenage years as yeah. well for sure because what, with what year did this come this out? This was 2004, at least according okay, to Spotify. Wow. All my yeah, years, all my years, I'm just getting off of Spotify. I go to the album and look at what year they put. Mm-hmm. So some of those might be wrong. I don't know how much Spotify checks what year they actually came out. Um, but it, this says 2004. And honestly, to me, the reason why I picked this song is because it was the first one I heard from them. And yeah. it was so popular at the time. But honestly, for me, it's not even the best song on that album. Like it came off the album uh, Silence in Black and White. And I honestly thought the whole album was great. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly would put this near the bottom of my hmm. favorite songs on that album, but I did want to pick this one cause it was kind of the start of it. And, yeah, uh, so. definitely. It's like the introduction into that group, I think yeah. for sure. No, this is definitely, this is a, this is a good song. I, I can appreciate this one. So my next pick is probably going to feel like a weird one. Mm, <laughs> I don't what know. You got, what you got? <laughs> I don't know. So this one comes out right at the start. This is 2000. Ooh, so we're talking 2000. very, very beginning. We're talking um, like when people are all like millennium and wearing like yeah, the we trash were, bag coats. We were still with, here. Like, we're all like bright silver and stuff. <laughs> yes. So this is right at the beginning. Um, so I will play it for you here now. But you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. 
I sent two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them. There probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes I... Okay, so if you don't know that song, that is Eminem featuring Dido, and that is Stan. Yes. Um, and that is the pieces of Dido that you're hearing that is from her song called Thank You. Mm-hmm. Or the, that's sampled in there. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not a weird one. But... No, I was going to say, that's not really a weird pick. Um, I feel like that's a pretty popular pick from the 2000s. Yeah. I, I feel like most people liked that song. Even even people like, okay, so like we've mentioned before, like I don't really get too much into the rap scene or the hip hop scene, but I always really loved the song. Um, mm-hmm. as well, so, yeah. No, I, I think I just, I always appreciate a good like storytelling with a song. And this one is, is, everything of that i mean it's an entire story and it is a little bit controversial too um i think there's a lot of different opinions i mean which eminem song was i mean true (laughs) i even still yeah i know (laughs) true 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 um but i think too like there were a lot of different opinions about what this song was really like derived from like what it was like really speaking to what it was about and i think the most popular thing that i've seen even from like him talking about it is um kind of that play between like stalker and fan and like mm-hmm. the obsession that people get with like musicians and music and and I think if you think about it too this was actually kind of coming off of um Columbine shootings in 99 uh, yeah. you know there was a lot of like blame put on to oh the video games or oh the music he was listening to or oh the way they dressed or you know and I mean and kind of ignoring this very obvious like you know, mental illness and bullying mm-hmm. and harassment and like other things that, you know, play a big role into stuff like that. And yeah. so I think this song was sort of like addressing that type of like obsession that um, people can get with music or musicians and, and sort of where that line gets really blurred. Um, and I, I don't know. I just I think this one was like such an interesting like story around that. It's also I mean, it also just sounds really good too with the yeah, beat and like does, lyrics yeah. and just that like kind of everything together. It definitely is one of those songs. Like it's interesting. So when I hear this song, it's actually rare that I sing along to it. I really just listen, listen to, to it. it. Yeah. It's kind of one of those songs, um, which there's not a lot of like a lot of the songs that I really love and enjoy. Like I'm singing and enjoying yeah. every bit of it. Like this is kind of one of those rare occasions where you, you really just are listening in. Cause it's such a, mm-hmm. it's such a, interesting story and just the way that it develops from you know verse to verse and mixing in with dido like it's like i don't know it's i think it's always been a really cool song that also speaks to very real issues yeah i think that's a really cool way to put it i think that is what that is 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 a song that people listen to more than like hey this is a cool song to turn on and and jam out to and sing along with like no it kind of is more of that just Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna listen to what the words are and it is more of a storyteller than a than an actual like i mean it's a song but you know i mean it's it's yeah it tells the story that more than anything yeah and and, you know and also like the music video does just that as well you're kind of seeing this like you know slim shady marshall mather side of it his career and then also like kind of on the vice versa like stan and in yeah. sort of that like snowball effect of just that point of um you know 
kind of the end of the song and kind of how the story concludes and definitely a very dark video, dark song, um, dark matter talked about in the song, but but yeah, it's definitely a really interesting one. And it's, it's always been one of those that's just kind of highlighted for me from the two thousands for sure. Okay. And my next one is also from 2004 again. Mm. Um, which actually, there's a few songs on my list that come from 2004, and that makes sense to me. Um, I would have been 13 going on 14 at that time. And I, I've read somewhere before, or heard somewhere before, that like when you're 13 or in your teens, you're kind of at the peak of like forming your taste for music. Really? So, yeah, so like hmm. a lot of that music will stick with you more than anything. Um, I don't remember where I've heard that before, but I've definitely heard that somewhere before. But anyways, uh, hmm. I'll just go ahead and play the next song. So that is uh, Under Oath. Uh, the song is called It's Dangerous Business Walking Out Your Front Door. This was back in like that that height of that screaming mm-hmm. emo scene part where like literally we're going to name the song literally nothing to do with any lyrics in the song. Oh, the yeah. court. Like it just has to be this long like title that means nothing mm-hmm. to the song. My grandma went to the store yeah, and bought right, eight well, avocados. Yeah, right. And that's the name of the song. And, like, yeah, it's just yeah. so this is called Dangerous Business Walking Out Your Front Door. But this album it, it's off the they're only chasing safety album that came out in 2004 um at least according to spotify um like i said it really stuck with me um it, this was another one of those albums that i stole immediately when mm. my brother bought it um and it was in my cd player my little walkman uh, that i took to school you know, i was one of those who had like the walkman like shoved into my pocket so oh, i yeah. had it with me the whole time <laughs> and i would just listen to it in the hallway on the way between in between classes and mm-hmm. stuff um man i just i couldn't stop it's only a 30 minute album i believe but i, I don't even know if it reaches 30 it might be like 28 or something yeah, it's, so a, it's a really short album but i would just put on repeat i'd listen to it like so much and then i remember watching the video um, there was a video for this back on in the fuse days mm. and just being like, oh man, these guys are so cool. And like, you know, it's one of those cool edgy videos with like, where they make things like, I think they do some time skipping or something or make things and fast forward and some things in reverse. And it just mm-hmm. like, like it has a really cool vibe to it. All the music is really great in it. Um, I even had a shirt at one point that <laughs> that was like, it was an under a shirt and it literally just had all the lyrics from this song. Oh, on it. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't know. I just really, really uh resonated with this album um now this was their second album or what technically this i mean they okay so they started in the 90s like 1998 with like basically a totally different band um Mm. the drummer i believe was the only person who stood stayed through all those first albums and then made it to this one um maybe one of the guitar no the keyboard player uh, or the synthesizer player he plays mm-hmm. like all these weird sound effects in there him and the drummer uh chris and aaron um they were in the band from the early days and in the early days they were like like what they would call like deathcore, like straight mm-hmm. screaming like you can't understand any of the words like i'm gonna spell the band name in this font that you can't read because we're so <laughs> yeah. metal like um like that's what they were at first and then they became um a little more like i guess you could call this a little more poppier i mean definitely they're still screaming it's, mm. 
in it, but um, there, I mean, it was one of those bands that was kind of polarizing because a lot of the original fans were like, oh, what the heck is this new crap? This sucks. Yeah. This is like light compared to what they used to be like. I want heavy stuff, you know, but mm. um, yeah. So. And I feel like this was too, like, that was kind of a time where you were seeing genre melting starting to happen a lot. And specifically with like this sort of like harder rock, that's like, it was like, there was a huge amount of groups of like hard rock that were mixing with like electronica. Yeah. Like that was so, so big in oh, that yeah. time. And I think that's kind of like really what, you know, again, like if you want to talk about like that scene, emo, alternative, whatever style of music in that time, like so much of that style was like these melting of like genres yeah. um, that you kind of hear in a lot of different ways, but even in like the mainstream way too, like there was a lot of like, genre mixing i feel mm -hmm. like in that time of the two like early 2000s so even with like rock and country yeah. like kind of melting oh, yeah. together and like a lot of like this rack rock rock uh rap, rap kind of wow i don't, <laughs> rap, rap. You, you I don't even know i did see yeah. i'm like going along with the theme but um but yeah no so i definitely i was not as big of a fan of under Oath as you were of course but i definitely still had yes i do uh, yeah i'm you not quite to that, that level um but i definitely did appreciate this song and this was one that played on fuse a lot i i would always listen to it yeah. um it, it definitely had like a, a had a very catchy chorus I yeah feel, it does. Like even for people who yeah. like there's a lot of people who are like oh it's just screaming i can't mm -hmm. listen to this it's just screaming like once you get to like the singing parts and the melody mm -hmm. and all that stuff i feel like it catches people it was actually like the drummer uh, that did that part which was actually pretty common for this era too like you would have uh one person being the screamer and another person being the like what they would call clean vocals mm -hmm. or whatever so and like for me like it was always like i don't mind the screaming stuff but that's not like the only thing like i, I couldn't really listen to a lot of bands that were just screaming only so like those are the ones that kind of caught me more were the ones that had a screamer and um someone doing mm -hmm. more of the clean vocals or whatever they want to call it um I hate that term too for some reason. I don't. I don't know why all these terms come up, but clean vocals, like what? Okay, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I always like those ones that had some melody to it too. So yeah, yeah. My next song then uh, is this is like one of my most favorite songs of all time. Wow. I this is one of my favorite favorite songs, or it's definitely up there in a list. Um, and this kind of comes at the very end of the decade. Technically, it wouldn't be considered 2000s, but it's 2010. So yeah, yeah, in our world, it counts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So we'll listen to it now. Okay, so if you don't somehow don't know what that song is, um, that is a song called Home, and that is by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Um, and that is just such, 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 such a good song for so many reasons. Um, it's such a good feel-good song. Yeah. It's very, you know, it kind of fits right into that, like, indie folk kind of genre mm -hmm. that I really, I feel like, 
in the late 2000s is when I really, again, started to come into my own of like what I really appreciated in music at that time and still do very much in the indie world. Um, and it was like, it was a fun song. Like the beat was fun. It also like, I love the tones and both of like Alex and Jade's voice in this and how they sort of like, it's very playful how they sing together throughout yeah. the song too. Um, but even just some of the harmonies are really cool to listen to. Like I just, I literally love this song so much and it's just one of those songs that I will never not sing along to. Like mm-hmm. I even tried to incorporate it into like our wedding somehow, <laughs> which it didn't happen, but that, that was okay. Cause the songs we chose were very perfect. Um, but it just, I just love this song. I don't yeah, know. It's it such a good a, song. It is a really cool song. Um, and it's weird for me too, because it's like, it almost is one of those songs that I shouldn't like, but I still like, like, cause I mean, as soon as it starts off, um, it has almost a country feel to it. Uh, especially with the singer she has like when she first comes in it she has kind of that southern twang in the voice kind of yeah, thing there's like, a little bit of like a almost sounds like a bluesy indie but yeah something with the in there. something with it still works for me um i do like it i kind of like the end near the end too where they mm-hmm. are like kind of talking to each other yeah it's like, like you know it's, it's like, like this conversation, it's like conversation yeah like here, a, yeah. almost like a retelling a story in the yeah, middle of the so, song it's really fun but yeah it is a really really cool song um uh, and one of those ones with the okay so the indie bands i feel like are almost the opposite of the emo screamo bands where like they would have like some crazy title that had nothing to do with that like i feel like these indie bands always have like simple titles and then mm. their band name is something crazy like fits in the day. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> or like yeah. margo and the nuclear so yeah or something like yeah that. <laughs> no that's true i didn't really think about that but that is definitely true and i think also to this song like it, it kind of I mean, I think it was pretty popular from the time that it came out, but it is such a huge song even still today. I mean, we're talking 23 years later now, and it's used in so much like like movies, TV shows, commercials, like social media stuff. It's so crazy. Cover of it that's always on. Yeah, so much marketing. Um, and I actually looked looked it up, and I I cannot believe this, but this song on Spotify alone has over 700 million plays wow i know i was wow yeah i was not either i was like wait this is million right like so i mean that just kind of shows you like how popular this song still is has continued to be even kind of when it first began it's just one of those songs that kind of fits into like so many different yeah. i think ways and it's a great song to market with because i think it catch it's like it catches everybody you yeah, know it's very, yeah. yeah it's very a very catchy. like group singing kind of collective mm-hmm. sort of join together type of melody but no i i really i really love this song and obviously like the very clear lyric that you hear throughout it is home is wherever i'm with you and that's mm-hmm. just such a that's a, such a heartfelt lyric that has always really related to me in a lot of ways i mean obviously you and I live in an RV where right. home is kind of everywhere is yeah. like a, is relevant to us. And that sense of like home is truly wherever you are for yeah. me and vice versa. So, so yeah, it's always just been kind of a sweet lyric that I I've always related to in a lot of ways, but I yeah. definitely love this song. Yeah. So the next song I have is from 2005. Mm, uh, from, finally moving out of moving out 2004, just for a little bit, just one year up there. Yeah. Uh, this is, probably from one of my favorite albums of all time Um, but yeah here's the song it must be
okay, so that song is um, by a band called Circus Survive. Circus Survive. Circus. I messed that up. <laughs> no. What was that? Let's Circa. get our fancy studio people to uh, yeah. correct that, please. Yeah, edit that. Edit that here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Circus Survive. Mm. That's how you say that. Um, and the song is called In Fear and Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I love that song so much. Um, just It's another one of those songs that just kind of puts me in just like vibing with it just it's hard to not move when the song comes on like that bass line that kicks in right from the beginning is mm-hmm. like really really groovy you know grooving with it yeah <laughs> but it's it's a i don't know and, and the vocalist uh anthony green was pretty pretty prevalent for that era like that was like one of like the top vocalists of the emo scene i guess mm-hmm. that people would always talk about he started in a band called seosin um and then moved to circus survive and yeah, I just loved everything he did. At that he's time. like in so many oh, he's in so projects many now. Yeah, yeah. I don't he even, I can't stuff. even he's keep like, track of him yeah, anymore. Yeah, doing stuff, but yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, I, I just, I pretty much love everything he does. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really enjoy his vo- vocals, and that was like at the height of like, you know, having like those really high soaring vocals mm-hmm. uh, for those bands and. I don't know that just like that kind of stuff blew me away a lot of times back then but yeah yeah he has some really high like octaves that he can kind of go into um i mean he's a he's a pretty like higher tone voice but yeah. definitely some of his like powerful screams are they're pretty high oh, like yeah. it's definitely very, very, yeah. yeah no i i've always this is definitely a song i played quite a bit as well in that time and really enjoyed and obviously like you and i we've seen them in concert together mm-hmm. a couple times i know you've seen them even more than that but um yeah i mean i've i've always really enjoyed this song and just this group and there was always a little bit of a i don't know like just always something unique for me about circa survive that it's like i can't really fully pinpoint it but there was always something a little bit different about them in that time yeah. that i really, i don't know i kind of yeah. liked like their sound and their yeah, their vibe. They're, yeah, they really were because, like, even though a lot of those bands, and this happens with every genre, uh, you know, there's always that point where like every song kind of starts to sound the same. Mm-hmm. Where, like all these bands sound the same. They're all doing the same thing, trying to catch the same wave. But like even like in that era, like if you heard a Circus Survive song, you knew it was them. Like as soon as yeah, the music started playing, yeah. like they just had something different about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this album, like I said, was one of my favorite of all time. It had a really deep emotional connection with me as well just like just listening to it all the time and a lot of the lyrics in the song this song in particular i believe at least on the album are uh written about um one of my favorite movies of all time too mm-hmm. so um, which is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah. um so you can kind of make the connections on some of the lyrics if you listen to them um and and if you've seen that movie but um, yeah yeah i just really love the song okay so my next pick comes out of 2003 Mm. um i'm just gonna play it let's go right into it let's go right into it So 
if you're not familiar with that one, that is the Postal Service. Um, that song is called Such Great Heights. And that is Postal Service is also like an associated act from um, Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. So if you felt like you knew this, but you weren't sure, it could be because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this song, I used to have these lyrics on my wall in my room. Um, we all know that was the cool thing to do. Yeah. Just like <laughs> hang up posters for magazines uh, and hang cut, out lyrics. Cut out things. Yeah, cut out. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I had like the wall of all, kind, like, all, all kinds of things. Um, but anyways, I always really really enjoy this song and even still now and something one of my favorite things about this song honestly is like just the lyrics itself it is like the one of the most like poetically written songs yeah ever like i mean just to read you like the first chorus just opening right up i am thinking it's a sign that the freckles in her eyes are mirror images and when we kiss they're perfectly aligned i mean just the entire song is written with such a like even without having to hear the song, it's almost like this very rhythmic, poetic yeah. flow that I, the the lyrics themselves I always really liked, mm-hmm. but I also loved the flow of yeah. just this entire I feel like a lot song. of his songs, whether it be yeah. Death Cab for Cutie or Postal Service are like that. Um, I can't remember the guy's name right now, but yeah, that's, yeah, I feel like he was really good at doing that, like mm-hmm. having like a really deep like poetic kind of lyrics and all this yeah and i've always loved his um you know his voice he has like a very soft very clear clean um really nice voice honestly i i think it's again it's kind of a sound that can speak to a lot of different audiences and whatnot but but this song too again like (laughs) this whole album i really enjoyed and you still listen quite a bit because it was again it was like another plane of mixing of sounds like you had that very soft indie sound then kind of mixed with almost like these very um sampled like yeah yeah so it was again it was like this like mixing of like of these just different sounds and tones and genres together Mm -hmm. and in this way i feel like this honestly would not work in a lot of ways with a lot of groups but for this particular album and this particular group it this really worked for me very well and i don't know i enjoy this song yeah. i definitely enjoyed it in that time still do um i do too yeah i yeah. I, I really like the song i also really liked other versions of the song which i know you don't but there was a band called uh confide back in the days when it was really cool to like do a screaming version of a song pop like goes pop punk. goes punk or whatever i, I don't <laughs> oh think it gosh. actually was on one of those albums but it yeah. was the same concept they just redid the song but made the verses screaming and mm-hmm. had the chorus with and you know do you think they got stuff. that idea from kids bop <laughs> <laughs> like because kids yeah, like <laughs> Okay, but like Kids Bob has been around forever. I don't. They still yeah, freaking I mean, do they, But they basically do these I renditions kind of, of the songs. Same, I, I know what you do mean. Do you think they it's took that of, idea and they're like, oh, but let's man, do this Kids switch. Bob's doing it. We should do it. Like, man, we could do this. No, what? I don't know. <laughs> it's very possible. Listen, please, please. I'm sure. Possible. I'm. I'm like. I've. I've never seen it but I'm almost 90% sure that there's probably a Kids Bop version of the song. Please don't listen oh to my that. Gosh. Don't listen to that. <laughs> no one should listen to Kids Bop. See? Lyric agrees. over here squeaking Denali. toys. Oh, with the Denali? Okay. Yeah. But don't listen to Kids Bop. Don't give them any time of day. I'm... But... <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but the... Uh, 
yeah the pop goes punk craze yeah that i mean it was like so cool when i was like a teenager you know i was like oh man yeah. it's like that song but like it's cool it's edgy you know but like now wow. it's now it is when you think about it it's kind of cheesy that they yeah and they did so many of them there was mm-hmm. like just endless amounts of bands redoing pop songs yeah. but yeah so but no i do i do really enjoy this song a lot um the regular version too so but yeah, yeah. Good, good good song yeah not the kids bob version not the kids bob version yeah, we're definitely talking about normal post service version. Yeah. Their version. Yes. You know, the OG. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then it oh, oh there it is. All right, so I've been trying so hard oh, not to yeah. do that this episode. There it is. Dang, I probably you have to have it. at least once. All right, so's and likes. Oh my goodness. Me Alicia <laughs> and I were editing an episode. Oh my. Holy cow. I I apologize for everybody because I'm sure so many of them still slipped through, but we we literally sat and had to edit this one line where both of us back and forth probably said like like 27 times this was probably <laughs> only like a like we're talking about like a three minute span of a clip and i think we literally edited out oh at gosh. least like 15 like 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 insane. like 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 um yeah okay tell so, us your next song okay this song is from 2003 um it's a little bit of a genre change from what the other ones because i've noticed i've done all emo screamo songs so i figured i should throw something else in there it's still in the rock category because that's just who I am. Uh here's the song. <laughs> don't even know what that song is. I know. Uh, <laughs> so this is one of the songs I listen to a lot by myself when I'm not with you because I know that's a song that you wouldn't enjoy listening to. Um, mm-hmm. This is Seven Dust and the song is called Seasons. Uh, this is definitely more of a kind of mainstream rock sound to it. Sure. Like kind of more like that kind of would get radio play, I guess. Um, yeah. But for me, it was just this album, the whole album, uh, the album's called Seasons as well. Is just really good for me. My my dad turned me on to this one as well, um, and it's just I don't know something about this album, the music and the way I don't know. It, I know it's mainstream sounding. I know it is, and I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's cheesy," or whatever. <laughs> but like to me, like it just I love it. Like something about this the way they put the songs together is so great, and and the guitar sounds and the music is really influential to a lot of bands that I listen to. Like. Uh, there's a band I listen to a lot called The Color Morale. Um, if you listen to one of their albums, I believe it's the one called No Hope. Like you can just so hear, like every time we listen to it, I, like me and my dad would always be, oh man, it sounds like Seven Dust. Like that's just the Seven Dust song. And like it's just like they're so influential, I think, more than people realize. But yeah, I don't have a lot to say yeah. about this song because I obviously didn't really even know it. But I've definitely heard you talk about this song quite a bit. Um, now, Seven Dust. They actually, they kind of started in the 90s, right? Yeah, they started in the 90s. Okay. I believe. I'm pretty sure. I was thinking that, I don't know, for some I reason. Did, I mean, they definitely started in the 90s. I was just yeah. trying to think if they started even before that. I don't think they're around the 80s. I mm, think it was 90s. No, no. I want to say like maybe 94 or 95, something Okay, like yeah. So, because I think that's like one of those groups that I I always kind of forget that they started a lot earlier mm-hmm. than like what you'd think almost. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, this is definitely kind of one of your picks, but yeah. <laughs> I am not like the biggest fan of seven. No, Dust. I, know, I know. Sorry to any huge seven Dust fans. Out and there, honestly, I can't, I can't really say I that I've listened to a lot of their other stuff. I've yeah. listened to a couple albums here and there, but I always, every time I listen to them, I'm like, man, I just want to listen to seasons. I just mm, love that album. Yeah. And maybe it was, you know, it was 2003. So I was 12, 13, something like that. So maybe it just listening to it in the mm. car with my parents or whatever. That scientific that, fact. That scientific fact of, of music sticking with you <laughs> when you're in your teens and stuff. So yeah. maybe it just holds that emotional yeah. value to me or I, something. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I, if you if you like rock music at all, I would recommend listening to the album mm-hmm. and and really giving it a chance. I know it's not like you know some of the other songs, like you know back in the day when I was a teenager, it would be considered cheesy for me to listen to that. Like, oh, that's just mainstream rock. That's mm-hmm. not cool screaming music or whatever. But like, same thing I did with Pearl Jam, where I waited yeah. so long to actually give him a chance because it was just some low singer, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. gonna be corny to listen to. If you really listen to it, just like look past that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and just listen to the music. I Sometimes feel like there's a lot of Sometimes you gotta talent. ignore those haters. Yeah, you gotta ignore the haters. <laughs> yeah. All right, my last song pick for the episode comes to you in the year 2002 mm. and you're very good about splitting up the years and years like mine, i did yeah i was kind of all almost over all from 2004 yeah <laughs> three four or five yeah. <laughs> um no this was 2002 and this is a very recognizable song i think most of you are gonna know this song um so i'll just play it right here oh yeah Badly just want to put the like ever ending oh, version of the version beginning. That, uh, it's like a YouTuber. Yeah. I think his name's like K Mac or yeah. something. He does a video of just him playing the and guitar. And the part beginning over and over never again. stops. <laughs> but I won't do that to you guys. But obviously, that song is um, Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. This came off of that album, by the way. And I just love this song. I literally can't even, I have no idea what this song is honestly about because if you look at the lyrics, even the music video, it is, I can't stop. I I don't know, but it's (laughs) such a like kind of, it's a little bit all over the place. I mean, just even, even just to kind of start with some of the lyrics he says here, can't stop addicted to the shindig chop top. He says, I'm going to win big, choose not a life of limitation, distant cousin to the reservation. I mean, there's always something about the writing in their songs. It's very, it's very, has that, funky like yeah. flow to funky. it was george clinton involved with i know yeah. but <laughs> but um which is very much their style yeah. i mean that's a lot of like what their albums kind of go off they really play into like with those different kind of sounds so i mean you definitely get that from the yeah. lyrics but to be honest i really have no idea what the song about but it no. doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter it's i love song. this song the build-up to it just gets you like yeah it's so it's hype it's, it's, it's like this anticipation yeah but honestly i really i do want to say like just beyond like the you know, fun parts of it or that anticipation kind of thing. I actually really do love like some of the like soft tones throughout the song and just like some of like, you know, Fleet always has like really great, like cool, like bass riffs, riffs throughout it. But even just some of those really soft tones that you hear from like John throughout song, I really actually do love just like the whole arrangement of the song. It's fun. It's very, it has a great melody 
it's got it's very versatile yeah it, is. it really it's is a, uh, yeah yeah red red hot chili peppers is a band that kind of really went under my radar for a lot of my years growing up like i didn't really care too much about a lot of their songs um when i ever heard them i was just kind of eh, okay whatever but like hmm. i always liked under the bridge and other side um, I think they have a lot of those great are probably songs. the more emo always, songs. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my gosh! But like, uh, but yeah, like listening to them now, I'm like, man, I don't know why I ever. Yeah. Because they're always like so. I don't, I, almost every song I've heard from them, I mean, because they get played on alternative radio all yeah, the time. Yeah, a lot. Like, yeah. And like all of their different songs, and I, I really like all of them. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're actually a lot of, like you said, the bass lines are always really, oh gosh, really yeah, amazing bass lines and stuff in there. Um, obviously Anthony Kiedis doesn't have like the mo world's most amazing voice or anything, but like, no, he definitely doesn't. Um, he's really good at like doing sort of the rapping vocals mm -hmm. too, mixed in with some singing and, mm -hmm. um, you know, making it, and it all fits really well and it sounds yeah. really good. So I, I do really enjoy this, this song. It just, I, it's just really fun. It is. It's, it's really so fun, fun. It's like one of those, like, if you're feeling a little bit of like a, a slump or need something to get you out of like your, I don't know, like headspace just turning this song i don't know there's just something yeah. about it you're just like okay like let's do this <laughs> like i don't it makes you want to move it makes you want to like groove and yeah. sing. i don't know it's just i i always love when a song can do that and i just i don't know i i definitely enjoy this song i still listen to it quite a bit it blows me away that this song actually came out in 2002 i don't know that just for some reason with this particular song that does not seem like that was that long ago, yeah, but that, 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 yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I know. Seems way too um, long for the song. It's also a fun music video, a very random, yeah, like very random. playing around yeah. with like a lot of office supplies. Which they always do. Kinda, I feel like yeah. their videos are all kind of quirky and fun. And yeah. And this was definitely a recognizable and popular song because it did reach number one at one point on the Billboard alternative mm. chart. So it was yeah. definitely a pretty, like I said, this is a well-known yeah. song. I bet it's I would be willing to popular. bet. popular. I'd be willing to bet a lot of their songs reached number one on the Billboard. I think so. Yeah, I think so. they did pretty well in a lot of the the rankings of that. But yeah, but yeah. that is my final pick, Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right, so my next song. All right, so I did it again. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just gonna like record myself saying, "Okay, so all right, so like, 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 all right, so." Oh my <laughs> so, god! So everybody can get that. You're overthinking <laughs> it. That's like you're overdoing it now. Um, but anyways, um, the song I have picked for my last one is from 2009. Oh, branching up. away a little moving bit. Up. You know, I was still a teenager. This is the end of it. This is the height of Caleb's teenage mm. years. Um, and the song is I'll play it now. What excuses do you Okay, so that is by a band called Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, that song is called Tree Village. Um, probably don't know that song. Um, Dance Gavin Dance has sort of seen a a popularity growth in yeah, the in their they're scene definitely a lot more known now but now i'm saying like in 2009 oh, yeah. that album was not really talked about and that's criminal to me mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was like, i mean that's one of the best albums of all time. call the cops call the cops <laughs> i'm calling the cops i don't care i i love that's my personal favorite album from mm -hmm. one of my favorite bands growing up mm -hmm. so i mean i just and that the reason i picked tree village is that's the first song on the album that's what started it off. Mm -hmm. um, that's the first song I heard from it. And it just, 
it was also on rock band i used to love doing rock band nights that song was on mm-hmm. rock band so i always enjoyed singing that along with that one on rock band if any of you guys played rock band <laughs> you know good stuff i love playing rock band yeah that is fun. Uh, but fun. but yeah so tree village dance cabin dance um another band from that era where like we're gonna switch all our band members forty thousand times mm, and no one's yeah. at, at least with them it was mostly just the singer that switched on theirs there was a couple of guitar changes but like the the main lead guitarist will swan um has always stayed with them and literally his guitar playing was so unique to the genre that it eventually started its own genre that people call swan core <laughs> which i feel like just in these last couple like episodes we have talked about so many random genre names yeah. you mentioned deathcore, deathcore we've mentioned math, math rock, rock math on rock. another one now we have swan swancore i mean literally it, swancore these names like kill me <laughs> it's just i don't even know how to explain swat what swancore swancore is uh basically it's just anything that sounds like dance can dance like yeah. after them they kind of influence so much um, just because his guitar playing had such, it actually almost, you you brought up math rock. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone remembers the six gallery song that um, I listened, that we brought track in two. on track two. Yeah. Um, it almost, the guitars almost sound similar to yeah, that kind of style. Does. And it's yeah. that really intricate, like, what's he going to do next? Like kind of mm-hmm. sound. Like Definitely, they're working out equations yeah, in, their in their head, head. That's as like rock. that, they're, you know, yeah. the, the fingers are yeah. moving. What's the ratio? Uh, but that's geometry. Gonna, that doesn't this, make sense. I don't know. But it's math. It's math. Um, and it, yeah. Just, I mean, obviously heavily influenced by, you can hear Jimi Hendrix and that kind mm, of stuff. Yeah. But it's just, man, I, Dance Cabin Dance was such a game changer for me. I once I first heard them, I was I was instantly sold. Um, and Happiness is the name of the album. That was my favorite album mm-hmm. from them. I was not really so much a fan of Dance Cabin Dance in that time. Um, it definitely happened a little bit later for me, but I'm also not again not as much of a fan as Caleb. But I will say with this album in particular, since this is the one we're talking about. I feel like I don't honestly like there's not really other songs on this album that I care for, but there's one song in particular that kind of is what sold me on yeah. Dance Gavin Dance, which is Carl Barker from this album. Yeah. I really love that song, and Definitely. that's kind of the one that I finally gave a little bit more of a chance to mm. Dance Gavin Dance. And there, there's absolutely like a handful of songs that I do really like and listen to and appreciate from them. But yeah, I don't know it. That was the song that did it for me, though. It wasn't Tree Village, the no, song that killed the picture, yeah. but it, Carl Barker is the one that kind of was the, the open the yeah, door. It's another me. one I picked because it opened the door to this album yeah, for me. But I Carl Barker yeah. is the better song, 100%. Uh, Carl Barker is a really great song. Look past, I know there's a lot of people who can't stand screaming, and the guy screaming in this album is actually Will Swan because the original screamer had left right before they recorded this album. So the guitar player I was just talking about does the screaming and he has a really like low visceral mm-hmm. scream. So it can yeah. be really off putting to a lot of people. Like yeah. what the fuck is like this? Like if that's not my style yeah. and I so, still like But if you look, if look past the screaming and like really mm-hmm. like train your ears to listen for the guitar work and the and the and the drums. The drums are, are also crazy good. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like pick out those parts and listen to the music. Obviously the singer, the the clean vocalist or whatever they want to call him uh kurt travis in this mm-hmm. album is my personal favorite of the three dance cabin dance vocalists that they've had yeah um so he, he he does a really great job too but but yeah just really go in um with an open mind because there is talent to be there i mean i i, I yeah. know people always go and listen like ah oh, screaming i'm not i can't but 
you know. I mean, but there's obviously talent for like an entire guitar, you know, the, the, you know, whatever you called it. Um, swan core. Swan core yeah. for that to kind of develop. <laughs> I mean, and I will say that like, yeah, I maybe am not like the biggest dance Gavin dance fan or wasn't at the time, but you can absolutely hear like the uniqueness in the guitar, like a hundred percent. And I mean, and that's just always really cool. And there is, there's, if you, I could not really tell you really any other group that is like sounds like to dance gavin no, dance not for, until after not until like after. not just based upon the guitar alone honestly yeah. so there's definitely something to be said for that so so those are some of our picks of songs that we really enjoyed from the 2000s mm-hmm. so thanks for sticking around and listening to us uh talk about yeah. music we like hopefully um you guys enjoyed it too or maybe heard some new songs that you haven't heard before yeah um, i think yeah. people it seems like you guys enjoyed the, the format of this one. It's a little mm-hmm. bit kind of fun and it's been fun to hear your guys's picks too. So definitely continue to share um, some of your favorite songs from yeah, the era and um, any thoughts that you have from our picks. And tell us if you can guess what that. Uh, yes. Please make sure you guess. Song was at the beginning. Yeah. What is the clip at the beginning? Um, and if you haven't already, please follow our Instagram. It is road trip EP underscore. Smash that like button. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, while you're at it, also go make sure you're following us on Spotify. (laughs) I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Um, we release a podcast episode every Tuesday. And if you do follow, then it, and you know, we'll notify you that we've released a podcast episode. So definitely please support us if you're listening. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, honestly, guys, we, we really just enjoy talking about music and, Mm -hmm. and hopefully you guys enjoy listening to us talk about music. Yeah. But the more you guys obviously like kind of follow and engage with us, it, it kind of, it gives us a lot of good ideas, honestly, for like continuing to go forward. So that's why, um, we always love to appreciate what you guys have to say. So yeah, Sam, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, this is track six. This is road trip EP and we will see you next time. See you guys.